Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey guys, this is Erica Ramirez, Senior Editor at Billboard, <laughs> for this week's episode of the Juice Podcast. I have my coworker Jason Lipschutz. Oh my god, you got it right! This is the first time. I think it's because I stared at you in the eyes, <laughs> so I was a little frightened to get it wrong. But it is a special episode because we are answering um, fans' questions that they submitted via Twitter. You've done it before. You've done it on the Pop Shop podcast. I did. Yeah, we do ask the Pop Shop on the Pop Shop podcast, and people ask Keith Caulfield and I questions about pop and the charts. And I, I'm like, hey, let's do a juice podcast with hip hop and R&B questions. You have, to those listening to this and who do not follow Erica on Twitter, she has like, how many Twitter followers? You have like 150,000, somewhere not. like that. You have I like have, an army of juice lits. I will say that it's over 10,000. Okay. So you are dwarfing me. And <laughs> let's let's do it. Yes. So let's get started. So the first question is from Midwest Prince eighty two. So wait, do you want do you want me? I I feel like I'm here to read the questions. What? That's <laughs> what I thought I was going to be like your sidekick today. If you would like, like to, okay, dear, could... because these questions aren't for me. Like the, I'll, for I'll both of us. That's not that's not true at all. <laughs> no one no one writes to the juice thinking, oh, Jason's will Jason this? Lipshuts answer this? No. Uh, so right. I will ask the questions. <laughs> but we will both answer. We'll both answer. Okay. Okay. So Midwest Prince 82 wants to know, hey, Erica. I added the hey, Erica, but I figure he's friendly. She's friendly. Do you think Lil Wayne's next album can outsell Drake's last album? A good, a good first question. I think that it can. I believe that the the Carter Four, I believe, was the album that got, if not ex- not close, then exactly it sold like what's it like like nine fifty four thousand. Yeah. It was close to a million for first week. Yes. So I will never undermine Lil Wayne's fans, especially when it comes to those first week sales. It's true. Also, you know, it's rumored to be Lil Wayne's last album. I have a feeling it's not. I have a feeling it might be the last album of the Carter like series. Yeah. So, but if more rebirth, you're saying? Oh, you you want more, more rebirth. rebirth? But knowing all that, I feel like it can. Um, now, I'm also curious as to how much Drake's next album will sell because I feel like his albums get better and better each time. Although I may kind of argue that "Take Care" is a better album than "Nothing Was the Same." Yeah. Me personally, yeah. but um, but I do think that he gets better at 
his many skills with each album. But I do think that Lil Wayne has a, a possibility to outsell. Nothing was the same. So I'm I'm looking up the uh, the chart the sales performances, and like I said, um, Lil Wayne's Carter Four in 2011 sold 964,000 copies in its first week. Nothing was the same. Drake's last album sold 658,000 copies in its first week. So obviously a huge a huge difference. But one could argue that Lil Wayne was a lot hotter in 2011 than he is in 2014. Yes, as you said. Still can't underestimate Lil Wayne, but I think, I don't know if a Lil Wayne album would sell over 658,000 copies now. I don't don't, know. I guess it all depends on like the single. I don't, I think it will definitely not sell as much as a Carter 4 sold. Definitely. Um, how many? I how do many, think that a lot of you, those. Let me ask you a question. I do think a lot of those copies were bought by Birdman. But um, <laughs> <laughs> rubbing his hands together at Best Buy. Yes. How many songs off the top of your head from the Carter Four can you name? And I'm not going to ask you to name it, but like I can I, name maybe four. I will say I will answer that by saying that I did not like the Carter Four. <laughs> <laughs> that is how I will. And now I will also say that I know every song of Drake's and nothing was yeah, the same. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, you know, I lean towards Drake because I'm just more of a fan of Drake than I am of Lil Wayne. The more emo, the better for mm-hmm. me, clearly. Um, will he sell more than 600,000? I mean, I don't know. Jeezy just sold 121,000. And this is Jeezy that we're talking about. So it's I, a little hard. I don't hard. know if that's a shot at Jeezy, but... It is, it is a shot at Jeezy. I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all. I know this might be making you mad, but yeah, I mean, mad. I wish, no, I mean, I wish, he, I feel like he should have sold more, but I think nowadays you just can't tell. Yeah. Well, that was a good first question, I feel like. <laughs> Except for the shot at Cheesy. So Ari Hart, one, wants to know, hey, Erica, not a question, but was wondering, can you hit on the UK R&B artists versus US R&B artists? So you can attest that I have many um, that probably my favorite R&B artists are from the UK. At least the mo- the ones now that I listen yes. to still. Adele, Sam Smith, <laughs> Adele, <laughs> Adele, <laughs> Jesse Ware. I just, um, I think that US R&B artists are also more experimental nowadays. Yeah, so that's what I was just going to say is that like, I'm a big fan of someone like Jesse Ware. Of uh, I'm a I'm a fan of Sam Smith, but also if you think about like Miguel, if you think about like Frank Ocean, right. yeah, definitely more experimental, which I appreciate more. Yeah, I do. I'm very excited to hear Frank Ocean's album because I feel like it won't be like the last, but it also will be exploring like other elements. And I think that that I like that you can expect that you could expect. <laughs> no, I, I think that it, it is interesting to kind of see that split between the UK and the US. I feel like, yeah, there's just like a lot of, like a lot of emo-ness, to borrow a phrase you love, and e- a lot of emo-ness in the UK. Maybe it's just really gloomy over there. Maybe I need to move over there and just feel at home. Just like Adele, like a lot of like looking up at the clouds and being like, ah, it looks like rain again. <laughs> and just let me write a song. But that's And that's fine. But yeah, I, I feel like... I hope that's not a shot at Adele. It is not a shot at Adele. Because I will keep throwing shots at Jeezy if you throw shots <laughs> oh, at Adele. Oh, please. <laughs> um, anyway, okay. moving on. Anthony and more wants to know, <laughs> hey, Erica, I'm uh, still, none of these people are saying, hey, Erica, but I, I just like it. Hey, Erica, 
Three songs you can't stop playing these days. Ooh. <laughs> uh, now, these days, I'm going to consider just this, like this week, um, because I can go back and listen to Adele over and over again, which I did yesterday. Um, of course, Jesse Ware's Say You Love Me. Yeah. The video came out um, on Thursday. And it was literally just Jesse Ware on a rock singing the lyrics. And I just stared at it the entire time. That shows you how much I love the song. Um, also, I've been listening to Alex Clare, which you pointed out today. Yeah. So, backstory <laughs> of that. Uh, I see, I follow Erica on Spotify, of course. And she's listening to the Alex Clare album. And I'm like, I, I am her. I'm like, so you're listening to Alex Clare. Are you Are you okay? okay? And I don't even know why you asked me that, because you should know I just listen to that even when I am okay. Okay. <laughs> but I've been listening to Alex Clare's album, first album, and um, mostly all of it. But I really, somehow I'm starting to enjoy I Love You on it a lot more, and because I was obsessed with Too Close. But now I'm switching over to I Love You, and I'm trying to think of another another song. Um Oh, there's this new artist which I talked about on our much our new music podcast. Much much hear music. Must, must hear must hear music. Yeah. Yes. Um, Nick Hakim is this new artist from Brooklyn. He's currently in the UK, and I've been playing his new EP. There's not no specific song, but he's a new artist that I've been listening to a lot. Um, Jason, what what songs have you been listening to Ooh. besides Migos, which you shared with us All right. last, yeah, let's last talk episode? About Migos. No, <laughs> I won't talk about Migos on this podcast. Um, so th- do they have to be um, hip hop and R&B or just no, kind of all over the you place? You are the pop editor. I feel like you have <laughs> a range to choose from. Okay. So the Tovlo album is incredible and it's coming out in a couple weeks. It's called Queen of the Clouds. There was a song called Time Bomb that kind of leaked online in the past few days it's the best song on the album i don't know if it like it has to be on the internet somewhere because it got leaked and then it got taken down anyway tovlo definitely number one um i really like the new album by the preachers uh blue planet eyes i think you'd actually kind of kind of like the preachers i know you know it's on the rock tip but, but you have to uh, you know you have to put it in front of me a little bit of heim a little bit of heim vibes i like heim yeah i mean female vocalist like kind of like that like kicky little bass line in all these songs so the preachers check them out blue planet eyes uh i will send that to you as well and hmm what would erica absolutely hate um that is a good question oh how about pop punk Yes, Candy Hearts. Give me Candy Hearts all day. Candy Hearts is a pop punk band, and they have an album out called All the Ways You Let Me Down. If you like Paramore, check out Candy Hearts. Oh, shout out to Chris Payne. Shout out to Chris Payne. Our editorial assistant who is a big fan of Paramore. Yes, uh, and a big fan of Candy Hearts. So all the uh, hip-hop and R&B fans listening to this podcast who are like, oh, I vaguely like pop punk. Um, okay, so at... Taj Rainey. Ronnie. Taj Rani. <laughs> Sorry, Taj. Um, who is the best, by the way? Wants to know, hey, Erica, do you think that Usher postponing his album is because of label pushback or because he wasn't satisfied? Hashtag juice podcast. <laughs> I feel like 
let's see. Usher has put out around three singles now. Yep. They're all a little bit different. Not too different. It's just, it's a little weird. They're all really good. They're, well, I think that, believe me, is probably the best one, which is his latest single, his third one out of all of them. Um, you can argue that Good Kisser is also really, really good, which it is. But I still am a fan of Believe Me. I feel like Usher is not too certain as to the route that he wants to go with this album. Like, if he wants to be heavy in R&B, if he still wants to explore EDM, and if that's the yeah. case, it's it's how do you do that? And I mentioned this on an episode kind of um, two, two or three weeks back, where it's just like, I hope he just kind of hangs in the studio with Diplo a little bit more. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because I wouldn't mind a couple of climaxes um, on this upcoming album. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, we talked about this on the Must Hear Music podcast, but yeah, I, I think that... He keeps putting out really great material. It doesn't really have like a a home at radio. And let me, uh, you know, while I'm saying that, let me get to the next question, which is by at Mark Halley 01, who wants to know, do you guys think Usher will ever have a number one hit again? And I I think that's a tough question because it's like he I probably would say yes, because I think he's smart enough to work with the people that will get him number one records like max martin like swedish house mafia like i mean he did that song with pitbull like he's not like afraid to work with people who are obviously very popular and will make very crowd-pleasing music but everything he has released from this record so far well i guess i mean i guess she came to give it to you the absurdly titled long titled you do not like that that the fact that that title is that long seven words um <laughs> but it's produced by pharrell and it has Nicki minaj so it's like obviously it's like and he performed it at the vmas That's obviously what I mean. it's supposed it, to be is, so is it him I if think he so. has like pharrell and mike will and Nicki minaj and all these people working with him it's just like i guess that's where the question comes up or comes from where it's like is it the label is it him and i think it's more the label waiting for him to yeah. kind of I mean, and he told us, or, you know, he told us on Friday that he just kind of wants to have fun. And I think that a lot of artists have that. I think that's just, or a lot of artists say that, but I think it's more them saying, I just want to kind of play around for a bit and see what sticks for them before giving it to us and seeing what sticks for us and on the charts. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So, and I, I respect that. I'd rather him do that and wait, have us wait a little bit than give us another, she came to give it to you, yeah. which I wasn't a huge fan of. Yeah. I, I mean, you know what I would have loved to see this year? 
I've never I I've, I just thought of this now. For the 10th anniversary of Yeah and and Confessions, what if Usher had just been like, "All right guys, I'm putting out a song produced by Lil Jon and featuring Ludacris." Like no. No? You I mean, listen, that. I would love a reissue of Confessions. No. <laughs> Maybe another track with Shine on it. No, um, <laughs> I would rather... Now he's gone too far. <laughs> rather another song with Shine with Ludacris. I am, I'm not that excited to hear Ludacris in 2014. Aww. Lil John has a way of reinventing himself for 2014. But he only needs to show up for like 30 seconds of that song. 30 seconds is very long. <laughs> uh, all right, well... <laughs> I guess my dream will have to die on this I'm podcast. Um, actually, let's let's get to Mark Halley O1's uh, second part of his question. He asks, uh, after asking about Usher, does R&B represent the same things it did in the 90s? Hashtag ask the juice. That's very, very serious, very yeah, suspenseful. I know. Um, can I just answer and say no? I mean, it. it I, I hope it doesn't. I mean, I think the why we're such big fans of Frank Ocean and Miguel and all these other R&B artists is the fact that it it, ke- it continues to evolve. I mean, I feel like they still want to represent something that's very emotional, close to the heart, and still is connected to the roots of R&B with soul and blues. But I don't think that it is definitely the same thing. I think that it wants, that R&B artists want it to represent more than just that. Yeah, I feel like R&B, I think the biggest difference between now and the 90s is the reluctance to just go into straight ballads. Like, it seems like in the 90s, like, ballads were, like, a really profitable means to exposure. And you, like, now, like, you hear, like, Stay With Me sometimes, and then you hear, like, Adele's like someone like you, but like those are the exceptions. Like you can't really break as a big R and B artist unless you have something like fun and catchy and at least mildly up tempo. Like you're just yeah. I feel like Unbreak My Heart, like I don't I just don't think that song would work. Yeah. I mean this I, th- year. I think that we would want it to work. I think nostalgia is a blessing and a curse, and the curse being that it could hold us captive. And yeah. I think that's where that comes in. But also, I mean, you have rappers that sing now, like a lot of today's rappers. Yeah, sing. that's true. Whether good singing or bad singing, they still sing. So it's just like you can't just be out here and sing and say that you're an R&B artist. Like you have to do more or be more. Yeah, it's true. I, I, I just think that I think that's the biggest difference to me. Um, OK, so moving on. At Fine Breezy X wants to know, and shockingly, it's a it's a Chris Brown question. Hey, Erica. <laughs> Chris Brown is going to be the king of R&B with X album. Do you think his tour is going to slay? <laughs> I think you should use the term slay more often. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, that's a direct quote. I'm not. That is the slay is not my word. Um, I have listened to X um, this week and a little bit of last week as a preview and I'm I'm actually a big fan, at least for the first two three listens. And I'm not sure if he will be the king of R&B, but I do think that he is a very talented guy, a very talented singer and dancer. And that being said, I do think that his tour will be one. I mean, I feel like every time he performs, it's yeah. I I think that of his many talents. <laughs> I think dancing is probably Chris Brown's strong suit. So if you're going to 
go to his tour, he'll probably have a, you know, a, a really great visual show. I've always said, and I've said this the past few years, every time Chris Brown performs on like an award show, it always kind of seems like he's doing the same thing to me a little bit. I would love to see Chris Brown just go out and like just sing because he has a good voice. Like just yeah. sing. Just like go out in front of a microphone, like pull a Sam Smith and just just like go an out. Acoustic set? Yes. That would be interesting. Yeah, wouldn't it? Like I, I, I'd be down for that. Yeah, I think. And that... I'm not by no means like a big Chris Brown fan, but like that would be at least interesting to me. I think that'd be cool to do like one in major, like four or five major cities. And then, I mean, I, I, I think Chris Brown is a stadium artist, which is a good thing, not a bad thing. Also, he's rumored to be touring with Trey Songs. Yeah. Now, there will be panties thrown <laughs> <laughs> everywhere on that tour. Everywhere. Oh, my <laughs> not goodness. Not just on stage. Not just even in the arena, but just like you walk <laughs> out of it on the streets. Just like taxi cabs. I wouldn't put it past fans, Chris Brown and Trey Songz fans. Like they Trey Songz are very fans. loyal fans. Majority, I assume, are girls that are just excited. I mean, like, <laughs> have have you ever been to? You've seen Trey Songz. I've seen Trey Songz uh, perform. I've seen Chris Brown, but I've seen him at like festivals, like uh, yeah. Summer Jam. Yeah. And I mean, I just i I understand what you're saying as far as like his performance seeming the same. After his new Flame video, which he like co-directed or directed himself, I it would be interested. I would be interested to see like visuals or like more of a a stage presence, more of like a Kanye West type of thing, where he could play around with visuals and yeah, background and all that. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Well, there you go. Um, we have a couple more questions, Erica. Um, Echo <laughs> PHC wants to know. It's I feel like it's a good time to say. To, to thank everyone for sending in these questions. Yes. Very nice of everyone. Thank you. Echo PHC wants to know, hey, Erica, will Nicki Minaj ever get a number one song on the Hot 100? Now, I let me, let me preface that because we talked about this in the Pop Shop podcast that Anaconda is now her highest charting hit ever because it's reached number two on the Hot 100. Before that, Super Bass was number three. Um, and yeah, she's never had a number one. Do you think that this, she'll ever get a number one? This may, what if this is going to be her number one? It might be. Um, I think that, I hope this wasn't a shot at Nicki Minaj, by the way. Um, I think that she very much has the potential to have a number one. And as you mentioned, Anaconda's at number two. So this possibly could be her first number one. Um, she has 11 top tens in the Hot 100 as the most, um, she has the most top tens on the Hot 100 amongst women. So, I mean, this might be, Anaconda might be, and I could see it. I could see Anaconda being her number one song. Um, you know, she's Ellen did a spoof of the video, which was kind of funny to happen this week. I think that just a little bit more buzz around Anaconda may make that song number one. Yeah. I feel like it's going to happen. She's too big of a of a star for right. to not have a number one single. I mean, and sometimes these things just take time. Like, last year... Miley Cyrus, like, uh, Party in the USA went to number two. We Can't Stop went to number two. And then Wrecking Ball went to number one. So it was like, it, it was weird for a while that Miley Cyrus didn't have a number one hit, but then Wrecking Ball was there, so. Right. And speaking of Miley Cyrus and Wrecking Ball, the Anaconda, the Anaconda video broke, you know, that Miley Cyrus Wrecking Ball yeah. YouTube And it record. probably, Anaconda probably would have been number one, but the video came out the same week that Taylor Swift's Shake It Off came out. Mm-hmm. 
That's why I keep you around, pop editor. Yeah, that's what I do. (laughs) So, Callie Class 24. Hey, Callie Class wants to know. This is a special shout out to Well, you're from California. I'm just saying. (laughs) Wants to know, hey, Erica, do you know what's happening between Lupe Fiasco and Atlantic Records for for his release? I feel like that's a very... um, Interesting question, because this person clearly knows that Lupe Fiasco has had beef with Atlantic Records. Yes. Uh, But also to say that, I mean, Lupe comes after the album is released. Lupe then says that he did not want that album, that the label kind of made him put out that album. And I feel like a lot of artists do that. I think Wiz even did that once when he was just like, that wasn't the album that I wanted to put out. But the label wanted so-and-so hits. And I think that's just very common in rap. Um Lupe Fiasco is still on Atlantic Records. His next album, which does not have a date yet, will be on Atlantic Records. So I think that hopefully they now have a better understanding as to what each one wants to do. I also think that they should understand Lupe Fiasco is, it feels like he's one of those artists that one day he wants to do a certain type of song and the next day he wants to do another type of song. And yeah. I think it's uh, the problem is finding a balance of both to kind of not only make him happy, make them happy and make fans happy but i i've now come to the understanding that that's the artist he is where isn't it so crazy to think that lupe fiasco has only released four albums like that's incre- that's insane to me he's just been around for so long and has had so many projects and like he's only had four albums that's I feel like it's that's surprising because there's so much controversy always around Lupe Fiasco. Yeah. It's always and it's and it comes from him just pretty much speaking his mind and then getting moody and blocking people on Twitter. But I mean, that's Lupe's an, an emotional guy. I mean, I think that that just comes that comes with Lupe. You gotta love him, love him or leave him. You know. All right, we only have one more question. It is from at blatantly beager, <laughs> who wants to know, hey Erica. How did you come up with the name The Juice? And <laughs> what is your favorite juice? I don't know the answer to the second one. You don't? I don't. Okay. Well, I will start with the first, <laughs> which okay. I actually did not come up with the name The Juice. I The Juice became my baby around, I want to say, and Jason, you could correct me because you were here before, before me, three or four months before I came to Billboard in like yeah. 2011. Yep. So... um. My predecessor probably had a hand in naming it the juice, Mariel Concepcion, which is um, who's a freelance writer and a mommy that lives in Cali. So she probably had a hand and other billboard staffers had a hand in naming um, the juice, the juice. Now the question <laughs> of what is my favorite juice? Yes. Well, probably can not. Can I guess? Yes, you can. You have through no, two guesses aren't me. I feel like it's got to be apple. Well, why, why, why would you think that it's apple? Because I feel like, for those who don't know Erica, uh, we frequently go out to get lunch together in terms, just just to quickly bring something back to the office. And what Erica likes to do is buy uh, beverages that you might see in an elementary school lunch. Something like... So you're calling me a child. I'm not calling you a child. I'm not calling you a child. I'm calling your (laughs) beverage choice has a a childlike wonder to it. You, but you frequently get like little cartons of milk. I well now uh, since November, I'm apparently allergic to milk, so I no oh, longer no. do. But I did. Okay, I drink you got milk with everything. Of milk, yes, and I feel like you also get like apple juice. I I do enjoy 
<laughs> some ap- uh, apple juice so, from time to time. But is that your time. favorite juice? That is not my favorite oh, juice. Okay, so that was my. I first guess. am going to live up to my um, <laughs> to my heritage and say that my favorite juice is mango juice. Oh, <laughs> live up to your heritage. <laughs> I feel like it wasn't that the Mayan uh, gods will strike me down, <laughs> but since oh but goodness. but since I hardly can that's find like little that's bottles that's of mango juice, I my second favorite juice is cranberry juice. Cranberry juice. I feel like that like that's like me being like. I'm going to live up to my heritage and say my favorite juice is matzo juice. And if that was it, <laughs> I would not judge you. You can judge me. Anyone could judge me. I don't know. I love I just mango like, juice. I just like your reasoning behind it. <laughs> the Mayan gods would strike you down. I wouldn't want that to happen because exactly. of juice preference. So we need to find out how to get mango juice in this office. Yeah. But um, <laughs> blatantly bigger. I appreciate that that question. <laughs> I feel like we've le- learned a lot about you today, a lot about the juice, a lot about yes. hip-hop and R&B. <laughs> uh, I appreciate you, Jason, for being on <laughs> this episode of the Juice Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.